Gods live. Oh, there we go. Good evening, ladies and gents. Uh, I hope you're all having a fantastic Wednesday evening. Uh, I hope you all had a good Valentine's Day, uh, whether that was at the game or elsewhere. Um, but we are back with episode 18 of the Fan Zone podcast. Uh, give you all a couple of minutes to get uh, get in and get listening. And of course, we'll, we'll give you all the rundown yes. as we always do. Uh, so... Quick reminder, we are over on Spotify. You can find us at the click of a button. Uh, you can download all the episodes uh, at your own, to your heart's content. Give us a listen over there. Make sure you're following as well. It, uh, it helps us out uh, a lot, more than you'd realise, actually. Uh, so you can go over there, download the episodes, and give us a follow. Whatever platform you're on, same rules apply if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, if you just hit the subscribe button, it gives us a helping hand. And where else can we go? Bolton Gin Company, if you have forgot your lovely partner's Valentine's Day present, there is still time. Get yourself over to the Bolton Gin Company uh, and all of them a nice bottle of gin. Uh, we were recommended the fruit salad gin. Uh, if, if that tickles your fancy, go and have a look uh, and use code FANZONE10 at the checkout for a nice little 10% discount. Not only if you'd forgotten the present, but if you're grafting or trying to get in the good books because you went to the match last night. Oh, you want a little treat for yourself? Oh, a little treat for yourself, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, that's the spirit. Um, literally, <laughs> that's, that's the spirit. spirit. That is the new catch line. Ah, did, you say, did you say that deliberately then, Ben? I didn't, no, but, no. well, I'm going to tell you I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just All to pick up on, just, sorry, just to pick up on something you said at the before, um, you said... With regards to the map, uh, Valentine's Day last night, I hope you enjoyed it, whether you were elsewhere or... Um, did you go to the game last night, Ben? <laughs> were you elsewhere, Ben? Colin, I just, I just, you know, Colin's doing this thing where he just outs me on, on the podcast for no reason. I'm, I'm not outing you, mate. I'm just, just asking the question. I just noticed the word elsewhere, so I'm just kind of like trying to put two and two uh, No, Colin, I wasn't at the game last night. Um, oh, okay. I was, I, I was elsewhere. Grafting. I wouldn't even say grafting. I was just... <laughs> Yeah, it was... Um, so, may I ask Ben what happened? If you, just to digress a little bit. Sorry, guys, the, the viewers and listeners. Um, we went to a nice little restaurant uh, at the top of Parbold Hill. You might know it. Nice. Um, I, I, yeah. Rumour has it that you paid a deposit before you went, no, not knowing that the game was on a Wednesday. Is that right? On a Tuesday, sorry, is that right? Well, what I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happened is <laughs> I, I didn't realise that Valentine's Day... Well, I knew it was on the 14th, but I didn't realise it was the same Tuesday that Bolton played, if that makes sense. So, Valentine's Day and Tuesday the 14th just didn't really align uh, in my brain, and I dug myself a bit of an hole. Never mind, never mind. Anyway, moving anyway. swiftly on, because if uh, the person who I took to said restaurant on Parbald Hill is watching, she'll probably kick my head in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get into our post-match reactions after what was a pretty emphatic performance uh, last night. What did you make of it? Uh, Colin, we'll go to you. I did do ladies first last week. I did remember. Uh, so we'll swap it around. Colin, what did you make of it? You did. Um, first of all, I, I, I want to give um, MK Dons a little bit of credit before we get go, get going with what my thoughts are. Because over the past few months, we've obviously seen teams come to our place and, you know, not pick up results anyway. But 
sit and do the usual antics and the low block and oh, I'm sick of hearing that that, 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 that sentence. But yeah, they sit in and they make it difficult for us and they, they obviously don't come to play football. Whereas last night, they were quite refreshing on the eye and I quite um, I quite enjoyed their approach and, and, and the way that they knocked the ball about, certainly in the, in the final third, was quite impressive. They were absolutely useless in front of the goal um, and had no uh, clinical edge whatsoever. But I just wanted to give them a little bit of credit because I think it's credit where credit's due. And, you know, unfortunately for them, we absolutely battered them. But it was nice to see a team rock up to our place and actually try and play a little bit is what I'm trying to say. Um, as far as we're concerned, um, emphatic comes to comes to mind. Um, professional comes to mind. Relentless comes to mind. Um, and plenty, plenty of other um, descriptive words I could use. Um, thoroughly enjoy, enjoyable game. Very relaxing from a fan's perspective. Um, I, th I, I thought that we did actually create a little bit of an atmosphere considering last night, which is quite nice to, to hear. Because um, obviously there was a huge amount of expectation going into that game for obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, overall, overall, a very impressive performance. Again, quite a ruthless performance as well. I, I, I saw that we had 11 shots on target and of course we scored five goals. Um, although I'm not sure whether that includes Gethin Jones because I don't think he were on target. I'm not sure. Um, quite a contentious one, that one. But all in all, yeah, great performance. Happy as Larry. And very surprised that we managed to score two Five goals in two consecutive games. Indeed. Uh, impressive stuff. performance all round. Um, Ange, what did you make of it? So I had a similar bit of spiel ready that Collins just kind of said. Um, just with regards the way MK came and played. So it was refreshing for someone, for a team to come and play against us. It absolutely cements the reason why teams don't because look what happens when they do um it was a, an absolute masterclass in tearing teams apart wasn't it and for and it just i mean kylo i sit next to we were just like it's def it's defenders we've just been out and bought a lot of new center forwards <laughs> we've just had, we've just scored five defenders have scored um it's it's amazing. It was amazing. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It was a bit the the atmosphere was funny. It was it was like a it was quite a quiet game, wasn't it? And I'm not sure if that's because we were comfortable and we didn't need to do too much. Or and I mean, there was what were the 177 MK fans, but 177 didn't come back from the halftime pint. So that that was a definite. No, yeah. Um, I did feel for I did feel for him. I think at one point they joined him with the "we're useless" chant. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no complaints really. And we didn't we didn't play our best. I thought they looked they had some good the the ten and the twelve were decent players for them. I thought, um, but yeah, their their defense is awful. Yeah, I think the, the defence is awful, but we kind of made them to look awful, didn't we, really, to be honest. Like, you know, the, I know that our defenders scored, it, by the letter, they scored um, all of the goals, but our wingers, or our full-backs were basically playing as wingers, weren't they? So, probably the overload was just unbearable for them, weren't it, really? 
Indeed. Um, just paying reference to, to those comments, uh, number 10 for MK Dons is obviously Mo Issa, uh, formerly of Plymouth. Uh, and number 12, uh, a tricky little winger, uh, seems to seems to have mastered the old step over, that's for certain. <laughs> um, that was brilliant when he did that. And then he... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's quite fond of that one. Uh, but I think his name is Laco. Uh, I'm not quite sure how you pronounce it, but two players that, that, that stood out in a relatively poor MK Don's side, it has to be said. Uh, David Green has popped a comment on uh, on the on the live and he said, good ref also. He did miss the toll handball though, which is a good point. I thought we were let off with that. Um, I'm not sure how deliberate it was or if it was deliberate at all really, but um, we've had our fair share of those go against us. He let a lot go. But for both sides, I thought he let a lot go. Yeah, there were a bit of a few ricochets in that handball incident. And from yeah. where I'm sat in the North Upper, I'll be honest, my immediate reaction was it was a pen that. Um, and I, I kind of still think it was, but we were 3-0 up at that point. So it's probably a bit of a, a moot point in it, really. <laughs> I doubt it would have made much difference to the end result, but... Uh helped us uh, keep that clean sheet which could be all important come the end of the season uh, if you are watching along live with us do let us know your thoughts on the game uh, we'll pull up your comments on screen and have a little chat about them uh, if you are watching over on Spotify obviously you don't have that option so just bear with us um, but if you are on Spotify and you'd like to make the next live show then you can indeed we're over on YouTube and it's at the fan zone pod you join us every there every day after the game at 7:30 p.m. but uh moving on santos was on the score sheet again found himself uh in another good position uh, and this time with his noggin um from a set piece would you believe He's what? it what He's what then I'm, I'm, I'm not doing the next one He's getting having a rough time, so I've only 10 minutes in. This, this Wickham episode, He's I'm nogging. not doing it. He's nog, nogging. He's nogging. nogging. Yeah, he just very... <laughs> 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 he hit it with his head, with his forehead, and uh, he hit the back of the net with it. Uh, so, yeah, found himself on the score sheet again. Uh, three and two for the Wanderers skipper. I've got a question for you. What does he need to improve, if anything? Or is it now about consistency? Does he just need to keep doing what he's doing? Or are there still areas of his game that, that need improvement? Obviously, there are going to be micro-improvements that I'm sure he'll pick up on himself. But, you know, for, from a fan's perspective, watching him every week for the last... Especially for, for the last, last game against um, Peterborough... He doesn't really do much wrong, uh, but he does a hell of a lot right. So, f- for you, both of you, what does he need to do? What's next? Can he can he do any better, or does he just need to keep consistently doing what he's doing? And what do you think? I, 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 there's not much, is there? I don't think. I think, like you say, it's just being consolidated and being consistent. Um, it's half the battle, isn't it? If you can do things right all the time, or the majority of the time, because folk are human and they, they mess up occasionally. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go down the consolidate route, I think. Carl, what about you? I think that he's not so much what he needs to improve to be 
to to do to do better or get better as a footballer because I think he's kind of at his peak in terms of performance, especially if he continues to add goals to his game. What I want him to do and what I want him to continue to do is to work and bring on the players around him, the likes of Owen Tall, uh, the likes of George Johnson when he's back in the side, and the likes of Mbete. Um, um, and so on and so forth. So the, um, the players around him communicate with him, with with them, should I say? Bring them on as footballers, lead them, them type of things. I think that's what he needs to continue to do, as opposed to improve on anything. Because you know, like I say, if he can if he can continue to score goals as well, which is something that we've obviously all been craving from him, um, then we're laughing, aren't we? And it's, it, we've we've got a player that um, at our disposal that's kind of irreplaceable and. Certainly better than Will Anderson. Um <laughs> I mean, he's mastered his jump, hasn't he? So let's just get that he's, timing of that jump. I think the goal. I think the goal. Yeah, <laughs> the goal he scored last night was just pure confidence and, and, yeah, and yeah. willingness and, and determined to get on the end of it. Because obviously, he bagged at the weekends. Um, but yeah, for me, that that's what he needs to do. He needs to continue to bring on the players around him and lead by example in his performances. Good question, though, Ben. Difficult question to answer that. And I, I would hope that the, the people watching will be able to give their insight into what they think as well. That'd be really good. And I'm Indeed. pretty sure he thinks there's things he can improve on because that's what a professional athlete does, isn't it? They always look to improve tiny little things that will make the game incrementally better. So I'm yeah, sure there's things. Indeed. Plenty of uh, people in the chat, so it'd be good to get their, get their thoughts as well, wouldn't it, Ben? Indeed, yeah, yeah. If it, like as Colin said, if you're watching at home, let us know what you think. Um, but Tobias has just popped a comment on uh, that I'm going to touch on, but sort of push back a little bit. Uh, and he said, after our recent form, I'm interested to hear how you all see the top six looking come end of the season. Are we getting ahead of ourselves? Are Ipswich flopping? And will Plymouth hold their nerve? And I think best practice is to answer that after we play Wickham. So... In our Sunday episode, after our game against Wickham, we'll address this point specifically. We'll save it and we'll come back to it. Um, so if you want to hear our answer, tune in next week. Uh, and you'll do just that. I think it's a great, I think, yeah, I think it's a great question, though, Tobias. It's yeah. the kind of questions that we, we want to be having on the, on the chat, to be honest with you, on, on the video, because it, you know, it's the type of stuff that st- stimulates our, our thought process and, and got me thinking already. Um, the answer to the question, um, but yeah, I agree. Ben's spot on. It Saturday is such a such a big game, um, given the fixtures that the teams around us, i.e., Wickham, sorry, i.e., uh, Plymouth and 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 um, Sheffield Wednesday have got. Then it's massive, absolutely massive. Indeed, uh, Tobias has also said uh, on the live chat. Santos being out for a few games has allowed other players to come in and prove their worth. That happened, and I feel it has spurred Santos on to earn his place back. I like this Santos. Uh, I think we all do. Uh, it's a good point now. Healthy competition can, can work wonders in a squad, and it's probably something we've seen across the board with Charles picking up his performances um, and you know perhaps being spurred on by some competition in the centre-forward department. Uh, but also with wing-backs, you look at Randall Williams, Declan John, Jack Iredale, uh, and on the right side, Gethin Jones has come into the form of his life. Um, mm. or perhaps that's a little bit harsh, but has, has played really well uh, and given Bradley a run for his money 
over on that right hand side. Um, can I? Can I? Sorry, can I add to that comment by Tobias, please, if possible, Ben? I, I made a note before we went live about um, players uh, coming in and they're terrified of losing um, spots. And to quote uh, Radio Manchester last night, we, we've got eighteen plus starters in in, in the squad, or in the, in, in, the, in in you know the match day squad, and that is exactly what Tobias is alluding to. Where the players that have come in and obviously have made such an impact is making him, you know, take his games that next level. Which yeah, he's he's he's, he's, he's correcting what he's saying. Um, but it's just interesting because I, I brought exactly the same thing down in my pre-podcast notes. Do you know what else as well? What I think that Santos, his illness and Will stepping in, up in his game, I think it's got us a couple of extra quid, to be fair. So I don't I don't think it's done us any harm having Will kind of having a, a, a nice little increase in his performance levels at that time. I think, I, I think that might have Upped his value a little bit and got us a little bit, a couple of extra quid in the bank. So, I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, business is a cruel old world. Uh, Louise has put a comment on and has said, Is the communication better from and with Toll? Defenders yeah. seem to play better with him around. Oh, uh, which was, it was something that we actually touched on when Ameson was in the squad and because uh, there were. You know, I, I think it was a post-match interview where Toll had said that Ameson was just coaching him through games uh, and giving him that guidance that he needed, which seems to be a responsibility that Santos has took on with no qualms whatsoever because um, that, that back line seemingly are in the form of the season and maybe even their lives. I mean, it's unbelievable the way that they're playing with such unity and uh, and a bond of togetherness that, that we've not really seen for quite some time. So can I caveat that slightly? Um, I think that what we need to do is give credit to Owen Tall as well, because obviously he's come from a different league and he's come within a different environment. He's moved, you know, um, over to, you know, the Northwest and stuff. And obviously it takes a little bit of time to bed in and get used to not only his, his surroundings, but obviously the team and, the league as well and I think he, he's he's come on leaps and bounds himself individually and I'm not sure whether or not it is purely down to the t- players around him I think obviously it's him he's, adap- he's adapted very well um, but f- from an individual point of view yeah absolutely uh, David Green has also said uh, that confidence is massive for any footballer Rico more than anyone he's proven this I feel Uh there's a few names that you could you could put that statement to. Dion Charles is just one of them. Um, confidence breeds good performances, and we're certainly seeing the rewards of that. Um, uh, and, and long may it continue. And, and whilst we're pumping teams 5-0, I think it's pretty safe to say that it will do. Um, but Gethin Jones as well, another good performance, I thought. Uh, got himself a goal again in what was a good all-round performance, uh, bringing up a partnership on that right-hand side that may outstay the uh, outstay Bradley's time at the club and hopefully will, will kick us on once Bradley does, unfortunately, leave us, which I'm sure uh, either at the end of this season or perhaps the end of next season will do. But, but it's good to see Jones try to claim his spot in the team and, and give it ever a selection headache, which... Um, I'm sure he's one that he's relishing in. Also, 
Sorry, is there any is there any concerns over over Gethin? Because I noticed he went off last night with a little bit of time to go, and I, I think I might have saw um, him kind of holding his back or his his ass cheek again. Is is there any worries about him or or what? Because I know that um, there's a pitch issue at Lost Stock in there apparently, and then and Cameron Jerome and Conor Bradley a little bit doubtful for the weekend. Uh, so hopefully there's no long standing issues with um, with Geth. Yeah. I was hoping he was saving him for Saturday, and that's why they were going off. But I suppose we won't know till maybe Thursday when he does his presser. Yeah. Well, it was noticed by, um, ironically, one of the lads who was watching this tonight actually in the chat, and obviously we picked up on it last night as they were just before he went off, um, Gethin. So, like you say, hopefully he was just resting him. Indeed, it could have just been a, a bit of tightness, um, you know. It happens all the time, but fingers crossed for, for Gethin's sake that it's nothing too serious. And an all-round good team performance, I think. Um, that I, I'm not sure there was one standout player which makes our man of the match selection a little bit difficult. It was just felt like a, a really well-rounded team performance. And I think if there was ever a performance that uh, embodies what Ian Ever tries to do with the football that he plays. It was quite possibly that one. Uh, for a long while, I've used the the Wickham uh, example where we beat them 3-0 with, I think, all three goals coming from the midfield. But I think this one just about tops it, playing such a high line with aggressive wing-backs. And to see all five of that back line, albeit one with a substitute getting on the score sheet, really shows what, what Everett's doing with his style of football and what he's implementing here at Bolton. So, with that in mind, uh, I'm going to ask you all to uh, pick a fan zone man of the match. Uh, I think this one might be split opinion, but I think we all had a different one last week as well, didn't we? Yeah, we did, Jeff. We did. So, uh, Ange, have you uh, got someone in mind? Oh, it's tough. It's it's a really tough one. Ah. <laughs> uh... I don't. Oh, I think. Did I go with? I think I went with Shola on the official one. Just because I also Kyle played his socks off as well. I I really struggled to pick a man in the match yesterday. So I just just for his he's a joy to watch. He doesn't stop. He's tricky as hell. I'm gonna go with Shola. Colin. Who gets your vote? Um, I'm a, I'm a, albeit not a very good uh, player of it. I'm a massive fantasy Premier League um, fan, um, and generally speaking, when the player who gets multiple assists um, in that particular game um, wins man of the match, um, and I thought he was outstanding last night, offensively and defensively, um, as well as his two assists from set pieces. Um, so Declan John gets my man of the match from last night. Um, a huge, a huge um, asset down that left side when he's playing like that, and certainly the the, the um, Gethin Jones of old. Um, sorry, the uh, Declan John of old. All, all I would say is uh, I agree with Ange. I think Shola was in, uh, very, very impressive last night. Um, looks like he's enjoying himself as well, playing with a bit of a smile on the foot, his face, playing on the front foot. Very exciting to watch and very much a, a box of tricks. Um, and I certainly say he would, as long as, as he continues, I'm, I'm inclined to think that he's going to be pretty much unplayable at this level, that kid. 
absolutely. Uh, Declan John, a very worthy mention for fans on Man of the Match. We are all going to have different ones again, though. I'm giving mine to Santos. I just think the goal to set us on our way, the clean sheet, just an overall really assured performance just about tips it for me. He dealt with, uh, albeit a, a relatively small threat from Isa, Leiko and, and Kai Kai, both all, all pretty quick and, and, and tidy players. And I thought he dealt with them really quite well. Um, in that I think central with, role. with Rico, what, what he offered, he, he's reading of the game is fantastic. So when you when he comes up against quick players like, you know, the likes of, of, of MKs last night, he's just able to read the build-up in the play in that final third so well. Um, and then that, obviously, he's not slow himself, is he? He's deceivingly quick, isn't he? Uh, which also helps. But, um, yeah, again, spot on. A great, great, uh, great man of the match show. I tell you, we will be getting a roast in. Randall after his celebration. <laughs> That's his trademark so, celebration, that. Yeah. So, yeah. And do you remember when, Matt, when Fossey did it and ever I've bollocked him. He won't. He won't appreciate that celebration. <laughs> uh, maybe not one forever to appreciate, but I'm sure a lot of the fans. Oh, we did. did. I did. I did. <laughs> we have had some comments on the live chat. David Green has said, "Man of the match for him is Shortire." Uh, an exciting performance from him, which mm. uh, mirroring what Ange said there. Louise has said, and Bete for me, well, I think it was him. Someone fucked up with the spare shirt. Um, yeah, and Bete, I thought, was another really good performance. I think that was his first league or competitive goal. Um, first senior you know, goal, yeah. To, to bring yeah. on goal, young yeah. players like that and give them that platform to play like that uh, and impress the way that he has done is very, very promising. Yeah, indeed. Um <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, it's it's great that that as well as giving them that platform to to come and play the way they are, that that clubs at that top level, that those elite clubs are trusting us with their youngsters uh, and are buying into the project that we have, the way that we play, and things like that. Um, I think they want they want us to they, well, they want the players to have a lot of the ball, don't they? You know, because obviously that brings them on as players, done it, and bring builds a confidence and allows them to express themselves and all that type of lovely stuff. And the amount of ball that we have when teams aren't trying to kick it out of play or keep the ball from being in play and all that is is, is great. Isn't it? And obviously that's what is attractive to these, you know, elite clubs. I think that's a big contributing factor in it really why we get the, these players. Um, Indeed. Yep, you are absolutely right on that one. Um, so the... the, the... The intention of the fans on Man of the Match was to have a unanimous award to give out to one player. However, I think we've not done that more than we have done. Um, <laughs> so perhaps the, the fans on Man of the Match needs a, a slight alteration to just... Good job, it's well with you all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but looking ahead to the weekend, uh, okay. obviously Bolton take on Wickham away. And that is looking to be one hell of an exciting game. Both teams in very good form, just to give you some numbers on that. Um, in our last 
five meetings with Wickham. Uh, we've lost four and uh, and won one. Obviously, the, that one that we did win was our most recent outing. And what a performance that was too. Hopefully one that we can replicate, um, as I'm sure many of us will be keen to do. But in their last five, Wickham have recorded uh, four wins and one loss, which came to Sheffield Wednesday. The most notable win was beating Derby County, uh, another playoff uh, contender. Bolton's last five, we've won five. Uh, an impressive stat, obviously. Two five-nil wins in there. Uh, so, on paper, what is looking to be like a really exciting game. What are you both expecting from it? Uh, are you expect? Because sometimes there is a, a tendency for these big games to sort of fizzle out as, as neither team can really live up to the pressure and the level of expectation on the game can sort of almost lead to a feeling of disappointment. But what are you both expecting? Are you, what do you think is going to happen, Ange? I mean, my palms are sweaty already. I'm like, I'm already nervous about Saturday. And to be honest, I will take a flat. I'll take a flat. Not much happens. Point for it. Um, I'm just it's it like you say, Ben. It'll be off the back of two five nil wins. I feel it'll be a it'll be a a bit of a flat one. But I don't mind that. I'll take that for this week, and then we'll get back on it. Colin, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Um, I, I, I certainly don't think it'll be exciting, Ben. Um, to go against what you just said, my mate. Um, I think. Uh, Gareth Ainsworth will make it very, very difficult for us on on uh, on Saturday. Um, I think it'll be a, a big test against, uh, obviously, a, a, an informed side. Um, I had noticed as well that he'd started the, the say mind games, but he, he started to throw a few things about already ahead of the fixture. Gareth Ainsworth saying things like, it's a tough place to come and it's such a huge game and all that type of stuff. So... What he's trying to achieve with that, I don't know. But um, I guess we'll be the judge of that. Yeah, listen, they're, 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 they're a good side, like it in their own way. Like, you know, it's not going to be an easy game. I think obviously they're going to want a little bit of a revenge because we absolutely bastard them at our place early in the season, didn't we? That's probably one of the more comfortable games we've, we've been to this season. Um, but yeah, um, prediction. I think it'll be a tight 2 1 either way. That'll be my, my show. Um, yeah, and. I can't see. I can't see it being a draw. I think it'll be tight. I think both teams will score, and I think the both teams could either, either nick it at the end. I think for me, Connor Bradley comes straight back into the side, providing his fit, uh, despite how, how well um, Jones has done on that right side. Um, he's, an, he's our arguably our best player from a defensive point of view, um, an outlet in that regard. And providing that if, if he's fresh and if he hits a, hits a ground running straight away, he could be he could be the difference maker. So um, fingers crossed. In terms of that selection uh, choice, that that battle on the right hand side, there is another one uh, at the top end of the pitch. Uh, obviously, we've seen numerous options since January. Since the January window uh, already, we've seen uh, a combination of both. Charles, Shortire and Kieran Lee playing in that front three sort of um, two centre forwards and one, you know, 
attacking midfielder. Uh, we've also seen Shortire Charles and Victor playing in that three. Uh, my question to you both is which one are you going with and why? Or do you want to to give Shortire those minutes playing as a nine or as a ten with Liam behind? What? It's a tough one. Yeah. I'm going to pass it over to the both of you first because I don't know what I'd do. Colin, what do you think? I think you'll go with the same uh, attack that played against Charlton away. Um, I think that was evident with Kieran Lee, of course, not starting and not playing much in, in yesterday's game against MK. That choose gives a bit of an indication. And the fact that um, he kept on uh, Victor for the whole 90 minutes. Probably a combination of the fact that a, that, and B, probably wanted him to get on the score sheet as well for his own confidence and, and stuff. Um, he played yesterday uh, very well, Victor de Bejo. I know he didn't score, um, but he got an assist for Toll's goal, and he was involved in um, Williams' goal as well later on. Um, and I thought he, he ran his um, kahunas off, and I thought he deserved a goal, to be honest with you. He played, he played well, um, and I think you can tell he's just trying to gel with... Uh, Dion, and I think it will come. Um, it will definitely come because he, he's just in a team now where he's going to get more opportunities. Uh, but we're a completely different ball game to Burton Albion, so he's he's, he's having to adapt in it. Um, gone off on a tangent, um, but to answer your question, I think it will be <laughs> the same, the same starting three than that stayed playing against uh, Charlton. Um, can I just ask as well? Uh, Louise has um, made a good point when you asked us about the predictions. I always say that every game's a must-win, and I've been saying that for the last few weeks, and, and it is, and she's absolutely spot on. Um, need to win, keep the confidence high for the semi. Indeed. So, yeah, I agree, I agree with that. It's a, it's a must-win again. They all are. It is. That was something I was going to touch on. Uh, and just ask, what, what do you think? Is it a must-win? You know, there's a lot riding on this game, heading into the Papa John's semi-final. Um, and a really tough run of fixtures in terms of playing Ipswich and Sheffield Wednesday. But, Ange, what do you think the starting three at the top end of the pitch will be? Dion, Shola, Sex Kieran. Definitely. <laughs> Good choice. I can't call him anything. I, even at the match, I'm like, come on, Sex Kieran. That's just what I call him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a name that's stuck. Um, <laughs> it's stuck. <laughs> I bet mean, Sheffield Wednesday fans still think he's, think he's sexy. Yeah, I reckon they do. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely I agree with everything Colin said. I think that's how that's how he set up yesterday with with Texas Gear and playing against Wickham. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think definitely feel for Victor as well. I was absolutely willing him to score a goal to have yeah. that confidence because um, I didn't think he did anything wrong. I thought he played really, really well, and I was dying for him to bag. But next yeah. time. Knowing how um, um, detailed Ian Everett is in his approach, it wouldn't really surprise me if um, Victor knew he were playing all the game against MK, then he knew he weren't starting against Wickham. Kieran Lee knew he were only getting 15 minutes against MK and he knew we were playing the whole game against Wickham. Because you, what's the old saying? Failure to prepare, you know. And he was in, he did, did a little article, there's a little interview, did a little piece in here about Kieran and how, how that, that's how he got to treat him. He's cotton wool in him and he'll, he'll not play very much one match because he'll save him and they know how to get the best out of him. Um, mm. 
and that's that's you've got to, you've got to do that with a player of because he's amazing. He's such a good. He's just brilliant. His, his knowledge of the game and his decision making is sometimes, as I, especially playing alongside a player like Shola, who's coming into the game and he's new yeah. and he's it, that's invaluable having him alongside him on the pitch. I I think. I think um, what from what I know about Wickham defensively, I think the short a little bit. Uh, in the defensive areas, and I think they're not the quickest. So I think if we, we we concentrate on that high press, put them under, we could have a little bit of success. That's why I paid reference to Connor Bradley earlier on because I think his pacing behind. Um, Deck oh, him and Shola. Yeah, but they're hopefully playing as well as they I did yesterday on the yeah. left as well. It could cause them some real problems, and I think that's probably what you know the, the thought. I, I don't. I can't see Connor Bradley not playing on Saturday. I'll be honest with you. Despite the fact unless, that unless, like you say, he's not quite well, yeah, I don't, I don't know which to believe that either, really. I'm just to be honest, oh, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if, if he went when well, both of them were in the squad against against Wickham. They did, did say that they're not, they're not, it's not necessarily the redoubt for Saturday, but yeah, you we know what he's like with these mind games, we love it. Mm. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how the team lines up, uh, that is for certain. Um, and whoever gets in that front three, I'm sure, will impress. Uh, but just touching on that point about Vic um, last night, I was willing him on to score. Uh, I really, he just, he did everything else right and, and tried really, really, really hard to get himself on the score sheet. Almost sometimes felt like he, he tried too hard. But it's one of those uh, the defenders just sort of took the piss a bit and said, we're having a turn this week. <laughs> um, and neither Charles nor Vic really got much of a look in. I think Charles was denied by a really good save from there. Oh, people. my God, those saves. Those, well, it, those funny enough, saves. the two good saves were from our wow. two centre-forwards. Yeah. Um, can we can we talk about um, James Trafford's save as well in second oh, half? Oh, yeah. Because of, like the concentration on that lad to to be on it and make a save of that of that of that um, ability, so, such a, a nothing game for him as a, as, a, as a goalkeeper, just shows like how, how, how quality that kid is in the sticks. Because yeah. that's the, to get down so quickly like he did. You know, I didn't even realize he got off. his fingers to it. I thought he'd missed it completely. The guy. Yeah. But... You can you can see why because we were a little bit like that from the north north upper. Um, but when you watch it back, it just highlights how, how good of a save it was, and that's not even in real time, really, is it? Watching it back. No, he certainly does not switch off, uh, and that's all credit to him. Uh, he's a really talented young man with a, a very promising career ahead of him. That much is for certain. Um. Wickham is going to be a very very tough game, um, and one that. I hope the lads will relish and look forward ben, to. Ben, what's your three? My three. Um, mm. I would go. Uh, yeah, I'm going to mirror what you both said. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I just it, it worked so well against Charlton, who are a really good team. Uh, and Betty Santos and um, Gethin Jones up front for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Mix it up a bit. Mix it up a bit, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it works so well against Charlton. It's hard not to to, to naturally gravitate gravitate towards those three players, um, and hopefully they live up to the expectation that we've all just put on them. Uh, but I'm sure they will. 
Um, it's going to be a tough old game though. Wickham's biggest loss this season uh, was actually, believe it or not, to us uh, in that three nil defeat. Okay. So we're on a bit of a, a record-breaking spree, or at least setting new records uh, that were around for quite a while. So can we beat our own record and, and give them a three, four, five nil thumping? It would certainly be nice to see, but. Mm. It's going to be a tough game. Um, I think there is one thing slightly leaning our advantage that Wickham don't really have much of a goal scorer. They're, they're not. They don't have an out and out goal scorer, so to speak. And Vaughs. five goals this season. It's all he's got. Five, five this season. Uh, the top goal him. scorer is uh, or was Anis Metti, who I think is now out on loan at Bristol. Off the top of my head. Um, so in their current squad, they have uh, Lewis Wing on seven goals this season, Gareth McCleary on six, and Sam Vokes on five. So um, spread the so balls about a bit, then, don't they? Is that right? It would I mean, seem that way. Yes. Yeah. Um, they have scored uh, forty-three goals this season. Bolton have scored forty-eight. Um, <clears throat> so it would seem that they have a, a pretty even spread, but mm. it might. Playing against such a tight knit defence, do you think that could work in our favour? Them, them not having that out and out goal scorer that we seem to have uh, have found in Charles Colin. What do you think? Um, working in our favour, not having an out and out goal scorer. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Um, I just think I just think they they does make it tight game. They're going to play off the set of pieces, aren't they? Um, and just play the percentages. And basically make it really difficult for us. It's just, my, the, I think we've turned the corner though. From obviously historically, we'll be thinking, oh, we're away from home against a team who's pushing for the playoffs. Are we going to do it and all that? But I think we've turned a bit of a corner from with the away with the away fixtures. I think they've in, installed themselves a little bit of confidence. Certainly, the um, the Charlton game was the start of that, weren't it? Uh, but yeah, I think I don't, I don't think it'll make. Too too much of a difference, Ben. To be honest with you, mate. This is what do you think? Spot. Do you think it'll work in our favour them not having that goal scorer, or do you think it'll not really have much of an impact on the outcome of the game? I don't think it matters at all. I don't think it's going to affect it one iota. I think no, it's no. going to be tight. It's going to be fine margins. It's going to be tight, and I'm going to be sweating to death for ninety minutes. <laughs> I think there'll be a lot of people joining you on that. Um, but touching back on that must-win uh, feel that this game seems to have about it, um, is it a must-win? Obviously, this this game could go a, a really long way in securing our, not securing our spot in the playoffs, but but putting us in good stead to to keep that promotion challenge very much alive. It's a must uh, it's a must win because we we've still got aspirations to get that top two them top two places. Because they're not going to win every game towards it between now and the end of the season. There will be a slip up or a hiccup along the way. We're still going to play Sheffield Wednesday. So we have to win for that reason. That's why it's a must must win. Nothing to do with the playoffs. The playoffs will will, will, will they'll they'll sort themselves out. The mindset has to be towards getting them trying to close that gap on that top them top two spaces, and of which we have done over the last month. Um, I think I think we're what we're now six points away from second. Um, I think a month ago we were like fourteen, 
So just need to keep going. Um, in my opinion, the, 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 you, you can't give up until it's mathematically impossible. Ange, what do you think? Do you think it's a must-win? Oh, I, I agree with Colin that. I'm not going to say must win because I just think it's but if we did win it I think that would be absolutely that would catapult our, catapult our confidence like astronomically I think it would be an amazing win and I think it would do loads for everyone's confidence including some of ours um but it's hard for for an automatic. It's a must win, isn't it? For a playoff, it's a probably not. Well, for the play for the playoffs, it's a it's a go there, get get a point, come on, happy as Larry, because obviously they're in good form. But but for an automatic, you, you can almost guarantee that's not whatever's going to be going. Uh, uh, he's going to be approaching that game. Oh, he wants to win every single game. Of course he does. He won't be in that game if he if he didn't. Why would you? Why would that be your job if you didn't want to win every game? Well, we know we don't know. Uh, there's certainly some teams that we've come up against that don't really want to win the game. And that's why they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Plymouth. Plymouth came to our place and didn't seem too keen on on, on being on the front foot. Um, it's one of them. Maybe that says more about the calibre of, of players that we've got and the talent that we have and, and the way we're capable of playing. But so, so looking at the fixtures at the weekend, just focusing on ourselves... Uh, Plymouth and um, Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday got MK Dons. Oh, chances are they'll win that. Yeah. Um, Plymouth have got Fleetwood at home. Chances are they'll win that. However, we've both seen last night that MK Dons got anything about them. They'll be hurting after that game last night. And offensively, they looks all right. There's every there's, there's every possibility they could go there and cause an upset. Every chance. Because they'll be like, you'd think, if they want to stay in this league, they'll be like a bit of a wounded animal. They could, they could catch Sheffield Wednesday off guard if they're having an off day. I've, got, Flint, in, I've got faith in Fleetwood, me. And in the same breath, exactly what I was going to say to you. <laughs> you know, Fleetwood are going to be going there. Everyone will be writing them off. That's exactly what um, the gaffer, that, the Celtic captain, whatever, he, whatever he's called, Scott Brown will be saying to them. Brian, yeah. They'll be going there with nothing to lose. And we need to be able to capitalise if, and it's a big if, that materialises. And that's why this game against um, Wickham is a, is a must-win game. It is worth noting that Fleetwood are seemingly notorious for taking uh, points off the top exactly. teams. Yeah, um, yeah. Their most recent and they beat Jeff Webb in the cup, didn't they, as well? They did. They beat them in the cup, drew to them in the league, I believe. They beat Charlton uh, and they beat Peterborough. So they're a team that, you know... It feels almost silly to write them off. Um, Plymouth's home record's just ridiculous, though, isn't it? It is at another level, but we've seen it before. Fleetwood are uh, not a nice team to play against by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, and off the back of three, what will be for them really, really good wins, then confidence will be, be high in camp and could very well work in our favour. Um, I have less faith in, in Sheffield Wednesday slipping up given their record of, of just conceding goals in general, they just don't do it. That's um, true. That's true. Their stats are astronomical, but football yeah. is a, a weird old game. You never know what's going to happen. Um, 
So we will have to wait and see. You just have to be ready and just make sure you're winning your own game. So in case they slip up, them hypothetical scenarios that we've just painted occur, then you're ready, aren't you? Yeah, there's, right. no, there's, nothing, there's nothing else you can do other than concentrate on your own games and hope other people do, do you a favour. But as long as we as long as we keep on winning, like you say, Colin, that probably actually counteracts my theory of like, maybe, yeah, every game is a must-win, isn't it? And yeah. Then, I've been, I've been then we don't have to worry. I've been much. saying that for, for a few weeks now, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep saying it until it's, like I said before, so it's mathematically impossible. For us not to be able to get that second spot or even first spot, depending on what happens. But uh, the, no team's infallible. We, we'll lose a game between now and the end of the season. Could very well be Saturday. You know, it, it makes me laugh how, like, the Plymouth and the Sheffield Wednesday fans and whoever else are saying, oh, we're not going to lose a game. Football, anything can happen. You, like, chances are you will lose a game between now and May. What we're in, or June, whatever, whenever the season ends. We're only in February. Do you know what I mean? There's still a third of the season to go for those Majority. Exactly. Exactly. Football is a, a weird old game and you n- do never, ever know what will happen. Uh, At least we've not got VAR anyway. That's a good thing, isn't it? Exactly. If you'd have said to me two weeks ago that we'd have beat two teams 5-0 on the back and Santos would have three <laughs> and two games, I'd have said, I'll have to know what you're smoking. But yeah. clearly mm. things happen. Uh, football is a funny old game. But I think that just about rounds off today's episode. Before we let you all go, however, we have one last announcement to make. Uh, and it's the same as the one at the start. Uh, whatever platform you're on, give us a follow. It really, really does help. Leave a like on the on the whatever platform you're watching. So if you're on Spotify, follow the podcast. Uh, give it a download. If you're on YouTube, subscribe. Hit the like button. Uh, and if you tap the bell, you'll be notified every time we go live. And you shall never miss an episode. Um Twitter, there's always stuff going on there. Our match day competition is in full swing. The prize pot now sits at £30. Uh, if you want to get yourself 30 quid richer on a match day, you'll be um, over to our Twitter. You'll be nicking um, 30 quid off my dad as well, which is good. So, <laughs> he's the reason why the pot keeps rolling over in event. It is indeed. Um, we do appreciate that. But also, on a final note... Bolton Gin Company, go and get yourself a bottle of gin. Uh, if you use code FANZONE10 at checkout, you will be rewarded with a nice little 10% discount. If you do happen to place any orders, let us know when they come. Send us a screenshot. Uh, tag us on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you are, Facebook. Tag us in it and we'll go and have a look uh, and we'll, we'll share that. And we'll, uh, we'll rate your gin choice out of 10. Ben, ben won't be needing to graft buying any gin because he... He, he, he were all right. He uh, he uh, did the, did the, the deed last night with his missus, Dennis. So there'll be no grafting from Ben's perspective. No, you can buy me a bottle if you want, Ben. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Paul, if you're watching this, did you fancy sending us some free ones? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, thanks for watching. We really do appreciate it, and we yeah, will massive. catch you all Sunday, half past seven, for a post Wickham podcast drink responsibly 18 plus terms and conditions apply drink responsibly another another three point podcast please on uh on sunday night fingers crossed absolutely we'll take care and we'll see you all in the next one bye Cheers, guys
Bye.